Hello, and welcome to another episode of Bare Minimum Babe. Today's episode I'm pretty excited about because I've been talking with a lot of people about it and getting very excited slash it started with anger and frustration, and now I'm excited to talk about it and share the things that I've been talking about with other people that they also agree. And I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah, that does irritate me. So anyways, today's episode is about how I feel like yearly planners and goal-setting journals are infantilizing women. I feel like these very childish designs and aesthetics and the stuff that they put in it with like the little bubbly fonts and like reflect on this and like hashtag goals. I feel like it wastes our time, our money and energy on stuff that's not actually helping. And I feel like it's diminishing to be treated like to be treated and marketed to like I'm a child who would get hype for bonus stickers. And it also creates a hella embarrassing situation where if you want to make a note in public that you have to whip out what looks like you stole a five-year-old's notebook. So without further ado, let's get into the episode today. This episode idea started when I was talking with my friend, the one that I talk about all the time that I do my weekly call with on Monday um, in our scheduling, my little accountability buddy. She's awesome. So we were looking for a new planner this year to kind of go through and make goals and keep each other accountable, all that stuff. We didn't want to use the same one we used last year. We wanted to try something new. Um, and she sent me this video of one she had seen on TikTok uh, for me to check out. And since I didn't feel like spending other time because I was fine using the one we had, so I didn't care either way, um, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll check it out. Researched it for like a minute, said, sure, let's go for it because I'm trying to get better and go against what I've been really trained to do. And like what I've done with the control is like the spending hours on researching things that don't really need more than probably like 10 minutes at most. So I researched it for like five seconds. It was like, yeah, sure. Whatever. This is good. Looks interesting enough. Sure. We can try it this year. It's a year. If you don't like it next year. Right. So I texted her, told her I ordered it. She said she was putting her order in. And this is the interesting part. I swear. I'm not just telling you like annoying, annoying story. So she texted me saying, quote, why does all quote, boss babe stuff have to be infantilized. I'm all about the most when it comes to color, but all those covers were giving me kindergarten vibes. And I, that's the end of the quote. That's her text. And for context, um, if you go to the show, the episode notes for this episode, um, on bareminimumbabe.com, I have the examples of the covers that are there. If you wanted to check them out to see what were kindergarten vibes and just generally what I'm talking about. Um, and I have her text as well. Anyways, I have all that stuff if you wanted to get the context. But point of her saying that is like, she's very positive vibes, like very bright colors. Like she is very like that. And for her to say that, it made me be like, yeah, okay. I wasn't just like overly sensitive and rah-rah feminist because I totally noticed this too, but I didn't really pay attention to it because like at this point in my life, I'm just so like at this point in my life, I'm just so used to being sadly like this kind of infantilization when marketing to women, like everything that I feel like a lot of things that are marketed to women are very belittling and kind of like putting us in these boxes that we only like certain types of things. They like this kind of color, whatever. And I just get slightly annoyed and just like, okay, what's the least offensive option? Just pick it fine. Like this is what you have. Just pick it. But her text consciously reminded me of this like infantilization and re-triggered me to think about it in like a legit way. Like, yeah, what is this? I realized this last year and it reinforced it this year that it's really, really difficult slash impossible. It seems like to find a scheduler and a goal planner all in one product that doesn't look like a five-year-old sketchbook, like I said. So I kind of 
solved this problem last year by having two separate notebooks, like a black and white kind of schedule that I got at Target from like for like 11 bucks. And then a goal planner one that my friend and I were going through that had all the prompts and stuff like that, that I got on Amazon that I talked about a little bit more in depth if you wanted to see it on the episode, episode number seven, 30 minutes is all you need to succeed, question mark. I talk about it there. But anyways, I got tired of like, re like writing it, doing like the prompt and ones and doing that and scheduling my day, blah, blah, blah. And then moving it over to the second notebook. And then also adding it to my Gmail, like my calendar. So I actually blocked stuff off and actually set out what I like do what I set out to do each week. So I got tired of that. So it's also like a pain to carry both notebooks and, or keep them both at my desk at the same time. It was just annoying. So it's really difficult to find one and all in one, the planning slash goal setting market, especially marketed to women is one, you either need to get different books for different purposes. Like I said, one's like a black and white kind of like basic layout scheduler with like nothing else. And the other one is like, I'll just go on for it. All the goals, visualization, all of it. Or you find a really over the top feminine, AKA read childish one that comes with like bonus stickers and bubbly font. And it has pictures with confetti around it and makes me personally feel like an idiot. And also it's like $60. Like these things are not cheap even. So maybe I'm crazy or like in a minority of women here, but I don't think so based on my conversations and the initial conversation with my friend who set this entire thing off, who is very like outgoing and friendly and colorful. I don't think I'm in the minority here. So, but I'm not going to use those little bubble stickers of like airplanes to mark that I have a flight next week, like, or uh, a little tooth to mark. I have a dentist appointment. Like I'm not five. I can write it down. I'm not a toddler. And the fact that these planners are often, marketed as a selling point to have 150 bonus stickers like it just irritates me because now I'm gonna throw them away and I'm gonna get mad that trees were killed to print this like ridiculousness I'm fully ranting about the stickers because for me I've like have never been like I want a sticker outside of the age of like I don't know eight and so the fact that they're still being like marketed and again some women might like this but I feel like the majority of us don't want bonus stickers and I certainly don't want it marketed as a bonus. Like, oh, I was going to go with this one, but like, I don't know, this one's got stickers. All right, let's get the one with the stickers. I love stickers, you know? And in my mind, it's these, it's these possible options as to why this is. Um, I mean, there might be other ones as well, but like, this is what I came up with that some women actually like this stuff. And my thinking is possibly minority, which I said, Two, the market is catering to a small percentage of women and therefore all women get these childish options. Three, or all of these can be a combination too. The goal is maybe to embrace our quote unquote feminine side, like saying I can play, like I can do business and I can wear pink heels with, and I like stickers and I can hashtag goals, that kind of vibe. Or like me, women are just ignoring this type of marketing and this kind of like coloring stuff because it's just what we're used to. And we just kind of buy the least offensive option, but we, we hate it. Like, this is stupid. It makes us feel dumb that we're being marketed to this way. And I swear I'm not like doom and gloom and negative Nancy over here. Like, like I said, even my friend who started this color, this conversation was like really brightly colored, positive. And anyways, my personal opinion is that this is only serving a very small percentage of women who like gel pens and stickers to color code and like stamp their planners and make it pretty because like maybe if it's not pretty, they won't do it because it's, you know, it's not fun or whatever, right? They're making it fun. They're making a, a thing that they feel like they have to do fun to help schedule and plan. And if that's what they like, that's cool. That's fine. But 
creating and selling products to half the population because like women are like half the population. I think they're actually more because women uh, die later because men die sooner for various reasons. Anyways, based on like selling all that stuff to half the population based on that small percentage is crazy to me unless maybe they're the only ones buying it. Like they are, maybe they are the market. Like they'll buy all the planner accessories because obviously that's what they like. Like all the extra accessories, I'm not going to buy that, but they market it to people who will buy it, which is why they go over the top with like the font, like the bubbly fonts and the colors. They buy that stuff, but they're not the only ones buying just general planners and stuff like that. What if I want something that's not covered in rainbows and confetti and just want something that works to help me plan my goals and my life and all those things? During the same text conversation, I was at a coffee shop with my husband and I was like getting more and more irritated by this just situation. And so I asked my husband if he had ever used a planner before and he looked genuinely confused and was like, no, why would I? And then he started talking about how when he writes stuff down and like kind of break things down like that, all it does is stress him out. Like it doesn't make him feel better, like he's getting stuff out of his head or anything like that. It actually stresses him out to write it down and do that type of stuff. And I realized I couldn't think of a single time that I saw a man using this kind of planner that my friend and I were talking about, not like with the confetti and stuff like that, like just generally a planner or scheduler or who talked about just planning or goal setting beyond you know, sales target, like at my marketing job of getting this many leads and making this amount of money by this time. And then I became at that point confused of like, okay, how did my husband keep track of dates? And like, yes, I'm the one who does that now. And he definitely forgets things when I don't do like, I'm the one who does it. Like I'm sure a lot of households, it's like the wife that does it or the mother. Right. But if I didn't do it, like things wouldn't fall apart. He obviously survived with before me and like I don't want to say thrive like I don't better him but he did lots of cool stuff before me right like let's ignore the fact that he's a white male and comes from like a household that has parents with two like both have master's degrees like let's just ignore that in which like society favors that right but he's earned a PhD and is like really successful at his chosen career like he quit his one job did the PhD got a career in like the field that he wanted and has like big aspirations for that. And he's doing really, really well. Like he's getting promoted really quickly, all those things. Right. So he clearly knows how to set goals and achieve them. Right. What's the point of a planner then? I thought the point of a planner was to organize my life, my day, remember things, create appointments, plan and check in on goals, reevaluate, reflect all those things. But I'm starting to think maybe in some cases it's just a distraction and I'm not saying they're not helpful, but like after this whole conversation with my husband and then talking to my friends and like researching it more, I'm now thinking that all the planning I do and that like I know other women do especially, I don't think it's very helpful anymore. I don't think it's as helpful as we're being led to believe that it is because others who plan less are just as often successful, quote unquote, right? Like things just happen. They do it and they just do like they just do it. Now, depending on the planner you had, it could just be like a scheduler where it's very black and white, like I said, like an appointment keeper, essentially. Or maybe you have one that asks like 30 questions at the beginning of each year, like asking you to plan your dream life and your vision and your values and blah, blah, blah. So it's like a who am I and what do I want to be in addition to a scheduler? And I'm not saying that these types of planners aren't valuable, like I said, but what I'm questioning now is like I've been doing like I've been doing one of those, for example, 
all this entire year, like I said, with my friend. But now what I'm questioning is after I like watched my time, like actually tracked my time for like the last two weeks, I realized that I was spending at least an hour at the beginning of every week, especially going through the prompts, like going, like reflecting on last week's objectives and success, what worked, what didn't, what would I do differently, setting this week's priorities. And then, like I said, like writing those down, transferring them to the other notebook and then putting that in my Google calendar. So I actually marked them like doing all those things. And then of course, during the, um, the course of the week, also like adjusting things and like kind of writing stuff down. I was spending at least an hour every single week doing that. So times 52, like weeks a year, I spent at least 52 hours doing this, not counting. Like I said, the one that I have is also kind of the one that's like the, who do I want to be? And like, what do I want to do? Kind of thing where it asks you all those questions at the beginning of the year. So I definitely spent more than an hour at the beginning of the year doing all of that planning. And again, I'm not saying that these aren't valuable, but that hour each week, like, I don't know, like, I'm not sure that was helping me if I, I feel like I should be further, I don't want to say should be further along, like who's to say, but I'm not so sure that was as helpful as I thought it was. I started to ask myself at that point, I feel like I'm like giving like a story now, but like at that point, I feel like I was asking myself then like, okay, are women just the planners? Is that just what we do? Cause planning seems to be like the thing that women are targeted to do. So there must be like a base in that, right? Like I do feel better when I like, like write all the things I have to do out just so it's out of my head. So they don't just kind of circle. And then I just get mad at myself or irritated that I'm not doing them. I have them on a piece of paper and they're out of my brain so I can see them. But like the planner and the goal setting notebook for sure, that seems to be by and large a female market. Men don't seem to be doing all this planning and goal setting, at, at least down on paper, like I said with my husband, but yet they seem to rule the world, right? Like curious, I, I you know, I got curious and it, like I did a lot of research and I just became curious about men's thought process and how they plan things. And I started to think if how women plan and the marketing they're bombarded with on how to plan, how to set goals, how to quote unquote manifest the life of their dreams is wrong. And I don't want to say wrong as in like, I don't want anyone hopefully to take this as like men are better. Like women don't know what they're doing. That's not what I'm saying at all. I think what's being marketed to us is like just flooding us. And I think it's actually wasting our time. So, cause what I'm saying is men don't seem to use the color coding and the goal setting and the schedulers yet. They like, I'm making a joke, but like they obviously conquer entire worlds and colonize and build industries. And I'm not saying that's a good thing, right? Colonization is not good, but that had to require some kind of planning. Like you don't just up and decide to get on a ship and enslave an entire continent without some forethought, right? So it turns out based on my research that women's brains are actually more active than men's, especially in the prefrontal cortex, which is associated with impulse control, predicting consequences, managing emotional reactions, and planning for the future. So this part of the brain allows a person to create and execute plans to help organize actions in certain sequence. So like, for example, basically goal breaking down, or if I do X, then Y will happen. And with this knowledge then that women's brains are more active in this prefrontal cortex, it then makes sense that we like to plan things and imagine the consequences. If I, I want this goal, I need to do X, Y, and Z. I need to plan on how to get there. Okay, let's break it down. Like this seems great. Cool, right? Like we're, we're able to think this through really well and we're organized. We're aptitude for it, right? It seems great, except that I, during my research as well, women are twice as likely to suffer from depression and anxiety than men. 
this is due to many reasons. I'm going to like, I based on my research and what I know for myself and just speculation, like we have lots of hormones every single month with our periods. Like it just kind of goes up and down. We have pregnancies, just kind of like lots of other things. Obviously society is not helping us. That is a lot of reasons that could be as well. But in, in this scenario, could this constant planning and projecting into the future of what you need to do instead of like paying attention to what you are now, basically, could always being aware of consequences and those types of things be part of the problem of this anxiety and depression? And women also on my research, women are also more likely to ruminate and reflect compared to men. And this reflection is also very evident in like the goal planning journals that I was also doing this year and that are in a lot of the journals of like reflect on how your week went. And I also found during this, during the year, I found this for myself as well. Like I made a lot of the same quote unquote mistakes and I don't want to say mistakes, but like when I was reflecting on my week based on the journal prompt, right? I would say, what should, like, didn't say what should, it was like, what would you like to do next week? What would you like, based on this week, what would you like to do more of? And like, let's call it like a month. I, for every day, for every week for a month, I wrote, I need to get more sleep because I'm constantly tired. And like every single week for like at least a month, I still didn't do it. And so every single week when I saw that I still hadn't done it, I got irritated with myself that I'm like, Amanda, you're being a bad parent to yourself. Like, you're the reason why you're tired. Like I kept, I, then I, that was just a small example, but all the reflecting was then making me irritated with myself because of all the things, reflecting on the things that I wasn't doing. I wasn't really reflecting on the good things that I was doing. It was just kind of general reflection. So women are more likely to generally ruminate and reflect compared to men. And I'm just, I found this on the dictionary, but rumination is defined as quote, engaging in a repetitive negative thought process that loops continuously in the mind without end or completion. I am well aware of what rumination is because I have like depression issues and I can definitely tell you that that's a legit thing. It's the thoughts constantly looping in your mind, just constantly going about how things aren't going well or how you're this or how this went or what stupid thing I said. Like I literally had lunch with somebody the other day that I hadn't seen in years and I every, I like will sometimes think of this like randomly when I'm, I don't know why, what triggers it. But when I see it, like, I was like, I don't know if he remembers this, but I said a really stupid comment before. And I still get irritated at myself for the stupid comment I said. And I don't know why I randomly will think about it and be like, God, that was so stupid. I wonder if he thought something different about you. Why did you do that? I don't know if that's exactly the rumination, but like it's for years now, this is at least eight years later since I said the original comment. So women are more likely to ruminate like that example, and they're more likely to reflect on themselves and then ruminate on the things that they're not happy with or proud of. And it creates this vicious cycle where you think that maybe self-reflection with the goal to improve is good, which it is, until all you do is cycle about all the ways that you're quote unquote not good. And then you can feel even worse. I'm starting to question how much women need planners, how much they need schedulers beyond just kind of remembering like, oh, I have to make a dentist appointment and oh, I have to mail this package and I want to get this gift for somebody, which I think is totally makes sense. So you don't forget things, just general to do's each week, whatever. And I'm not, I really hope that this episode isn't coming across like I'm discounting successful women. And like I said, I don't want this to be like, men are great at this and we suck. Like, of course, the reasons I feel like for this are multifaceted, but like men and their seeming lack of planning, like they don't use these kinds of like bubbly font planners and stickers and blah, blah, blah. Like 
their seeming lack of planning in the way that we're being bombarded on taught how to make goals and plan, like they still get stuff done. They rule worlds, like I said. And I just want to throw bonus points here that I was also realizing is that men don't seem to feel as poorly about things when they mess up just generally compared to women who are more likely, like I said, to suffer from depression and have ruminating thoughts. Men typically, from what I can tell in like my research and things like that, and just generally talking to men versus women, just in lots of different circumstances, they seem to view failures or like mess ups or whatever as kind of like a whoops, I'll know better next time. Or their failure maybe wasn't due totally because of them. It was, you know, due in part maybe outside of their control circumstances. And so they can get up and try again because it wasn't solely their fault or they're just like, whatever, you know, I can still do it. They still feel like they're worthy of that goal. Women based on the data seem to ruminate a lot more and take a lot more blame for mess ups than is necessary or even actually correct. And like the comment I was talking about before earlier in this episode, like he might not have any idea, like he probably might not even thought about this in years. And like, he might've in the moment been like, well, that's kind of stupid. And then he hadn't thought about it. Like he stopped thinking about it like 30 seconds later, or he might have think he might occasionally think of it like I do, but my guess is probably not. And so this reflection and rumination, I, it's holding us back because it, it makes, it makes us question our self-worth. And if we're ready for the goals that we want or even the steps to get there. So we seem to worry too much about having the right tools and timing and knowledge. And when I say like, right, like I'm putting this in quotes, like they're like the right tools, like we're waiting for this and all this planning for this to, for all of it to happen. I don't think we're spending enough time just doing it. Like I think this planning could be the thing that's holding us back. Like I said, it seems like men I really want to do like a poll and survey on this to have like actual like 43%. I don't yet. I'm like in the works of like, should I do that? But anyways, men seem to think less in terms of breaking down goals and planning out what they need to do to achieve them and instead see them as something they want and just kind of charging towards it, knowing that a set of like a certain set of actions could get them there and they do that. And the finer details will work themselves out. Like I said, when I was talking to my husband about this, like, how do you set goals. Like I said, like, how do you, how do you know what you're like, how do you know what you're doing? Like, how do you set goals? Like, do you make yearly goals? Like, what are you doing? And he was like, I don't know. I just kind of do it. Like, I know, like he just kind of explained the breaking down of goals in a different way than I think women are being taught to break down goals. He explained it more as like, I have a vision of this is what I want. And I don't break down. Like that means I have to do this amount of like for 30 minutes a day, I have to do this. For this amount of times, I have to do this. I have to talk to five people a day. He like he wasn't doing that. What he was doing was like, all right, I have this vision. I know if I do this kind of general stuff, it can get me there. I'm going to start doing that. I'm just going to do it every single day. Like just hack away at it, like without pressure of time or like breaking down the steps or any of that. And again, I'm not saying that it's better or worse. I'm just saying it's like, it seems like a different way of doing things and it's working out for him. And I based on men not using planners from what I can tell other than like kind of scheduling things like it seems to be working out because you know colonization but like because of this too like I mentioned earlier this means men also seem to question themselves less have higher self-worth and they don't fret over the details like I feel like they my husband feels pretty good about himself he never is like I don't think I've at least not to me like we're pretty open with each other like he's never said anything to me about like I don't think I can do 
the vi- like the, his vision, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I'm worthy. I don't think I'm smart enough. I don't think I have the skills. He's never, ever, ever, ever said that. The only thing that he said that was like kind of negative about himself, but not even really, was because he's working and getting so much done kind of thing and like moving through the ranks and kind of like being promoted over people, blah, 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 is that he's concerned that other people will think that he's not worthy of the position he has. So he's worried about other people not feeling like he's like doing his time. He's not ever in questioning if he's worthy of the position. Like he's not thinking the things that they're thinking. He's worried that they're thinking that though. Hopefully that makes sense. But the point is like, he's not concerned if he's worthy of the position he's going after. He, he feels like he is, which I think he is. Like, I'm not saying that he's not, but anyways, like that's an example. And another example that I feel like I've talked to other women about, especially when I was doing marketing jobs and I had like a full on conversation with them, like other women in my work about this, um, women tend to wait like when you're looking for a new job and you're reading through the descriptions they have like bullets on the job description of like have this many years of this this many skills in this like this you know is preferable blah 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 women myself included previously before this conversation with them we tend to wait until we check off like 95 percent of those bullets on a job description before we even think of applying because we don't think that we're ready or worth it or they won't look at us if we apply and then also in salary negotiations because of our self-worth issues and just general society standards and not being taught to negotiate essentially like that's you know not something we should be doing it's not like feminine and it's not appropriate we mostly just kind of ask what we think is reasonable based on our previous salary and that doesn't make us feel uncomfortable when we ask for it and so we're always under earning like i said this is a multifaceted issue but like part of it is that is like we don't know what is our worth like we don't know what is our worth and because we're not talking about salary and stuff like that we don't know what other people are making versus a man like i like i've have heard so many situations like that like even like a job i was in i was like how did he get this job he has no idea what he's doing and he had he was making more money and like had more things and i was better than him it was just infuriating right and I talked to somebody else about it besides the fact that it was an old boys club right is that men they seem to like I don't mean making generalizations of like men do this women do this but it seems like based on my experience and what I was reading and research and just other women and men's perspective is that they believe that they're worth what they're asking in salary negotiations they know that they don't have the fear that we do they're taught to negotiate like they're taught that this is what you should do And when they're looking for jobs, it's okay if they only hit one bullet on that list of necessary qualifications of a job description, because they know that they can do the job and they can learn whatever they don't know on the job. And they're not going to let that stop them. They're just like, I want this job. Okay, cool. I'm apply for it. You know, versus women, we wait until we check most of those boxes off. Like that's, it's cutting us out of stuff. We're cutting ourselves out of things. And once we get into those things, there's other barriers, but like we're self-selecting ourselves not to do that a lot of times. We often don't know our worth and we think that we have an idea of it, but I don't know if we do. Like we question if it's actually true, what our worth is. Like we list all the possible reasons why we're not worth whatever would make that possible. And I'm trying to say this is like a, I'm not saying that women, it's our fault that we're doing it. What I'm saying is like, I think we just don't know our worth. Like we're taught not to know our worth. We're taught a lot of times we don't have value. And so we kind of internalize that. And so this is all part of the problem. And so I don't want to be like, no, you're worth. Like, I think it's bigger than that. But I don't know, men don't think like this, you know? Have you seen the meme of like, I think it's like a quote. I don't remember the exact quote, but I've seen the meme of like, women, we need to have the, we need to have the confidence of a middle-aged, balding, average white dude 
because they have the most amount of confidence. They seem to think they're amazing. And it's insane because you're like, what? That's the kind of confidence that we need to start having. I'm not saying stop using planners. Do what's best for you, obviously. This is just my opinion and what I've kind of talked about with other people. But what I am saying is just kind of think about and reflect on what the planners and the goal setter, the goal setting journals are actually doing for you. Like I said, for me, I realized a lot of what I was doing, what it, it seemed like was just busy work to make myself feel like I was moving the needle. Like it made me feel like I was setting goals and I was achieving because I was constantly like reflecting and refining and blah, blah, blah. But like I said, each week I kept doing all the same things. So that week's reflection didn't do anything except make me feel more annoyed at myself, which isn't that helpful. The thing that was most helpful was like in the moment I was paying more attention to what I was getting done versus what I wasn't. The planning and reflections each week was only reinforcing also what I already knew that I wanted to do. Like I didn't have to keep writing the things that I wanted to do. I knew that I wanted to do those things. So it was like a lot of repetitive stuff too. So like, sure, writing my thoughts down so I could see, you know, make this dentist appointment, call this person, whatever, was helpful for general keeping of appointments, sure. But beyond that, I knew that I, quote unquote, should be doing each week. Like, I already knew that if I wanted to work towards the goals I had set, I didn't have to keep writing it and reflecting on it. All it did actually was make me question if I even wanted those, like, if I was even doing it right or well, like, I feel like it was a lot of reflection more than might be necessary was actually making me question because of the constant reflection. So the hour plus each week of me looking at the previous week, reflecting and writing what worked, what didn't, planning my upcoming week with that knowledge, like it didn't actually make me more likely to achieve whatever I wrote each week. Like I said, all it did was make, give me kind of like an inflated sense that I was being productive with all this reflection and scheduling. It was kind of like self-reflective busy work essentially. And I could have been doing something else. Like, not, I'm not trying to be like, with those 52 hours I could have gotten back, I could have done it so much. But like, maybe? I don't know, right? Because instead of like thinking about it all the time and reflecting, I would have just been doing stuff and I wouldn't have to like, I don't know, I wouldn't have to plan so much. I would just been like, oh, I want to do this, do it. Like that just seems more effective. So I just want to put it out there that maybe we should just, kill all this planning and color coding and just do whatever it is that we know we want to do to work towards that vision of what we want in our life. Like if our goal is to example, write a novel, do we need to write down that we want to write a novel? Do we need to like reflect on how each week went, how each draft went, make it a goal to write five days a week for X amount of time? Or could we just be like, okay, I want to write a novel, which means I guess I'm going to have to write cool. I guess I'll write each day. I'll just sit down and write for whatever time I have afforded and not give any like qualifications to it. And then if like, it's a bad day writing, we don't have to reflect on like why it was a bad day. Like some days are just bad days and there's no actual real reason for it other than maybe it was rainy outside and like it was gray. And so it just kind of put your biochemistry in like a not great mood. You don't have to reflect on like, well, I don't think I was focused enough. Like I think it was because I didn't have motivation. I don't know why I can't focus on things. You know, like you don't have to like think about it so much and blame yourself. Just be like, okay, I'm going to sit down and write. I want to write this novel. It's not going to write itself. Got to get it done. It could be as simple as that. I mean, it could be more complicated. Maybe I'm simplifying at this point, but that could be all the planning you need. You know, you want something so you can just do it. It's that's what's required. Like that's, that seems to be what men do and it seems to get done. Um, obviously women does this stuff too and it, it works, but there might be 
I'm speaking it from my perspective of a person that overplans and over-researches and does way too much reflection. And because I have mental health issues, like I said in previous episodes, I have bipolar too. And like I talked about in this episode, I have lots of ruminating thoughts. I have lots of these things. So more reflection and more like, why didn't I do a better job? I don't think it's actually helping me. And I don't know if it's helping other people as well, especially women, because they're being targeted to do this a lot more than men are. And, you know, obviously you need to keep track of dates and appointments, but you can easily do that with like a little post-it note of like just writing, like word vomiting your ideas out or just kind of like put them in an electric calendar, like a Gmail or whatever, or basic scheduling book. You don't need to reflect on every little thing. You might be driving yourself crazy with all the introspection and wasting the hours that you could have been working towards your goals or your vision for life. You, you could be doing as simple as I want to do this, just start. So challenge for you this week, if you so choose to accept it and want to, is if you keep a planner or a goal setting journal and kind of like work on it every week or every day, whatever, just track how long you typically mess with it during a course of the week. Like if you were doing it like I was doing before uh, at the beginning of the week, kind of like writing all this stuff down, track that, actually take out the timer in your phone or whatever you're going to use, track the time. And then over the course of the week, track how much you go into it and kind of change things and kind of write stuff or just kind of move your calendar around, like just track that and see how much time it, it actually takes you each week. And then be honest with yourself once you see this number and think like, was this time well spent? Do I feel like this was time well spent? Is this amount of time in this activity is, do I feel like it's actually helping me move the needle of what I want? Or is it just like, is it just busy work masquerading as productive and feel good goal setting and self-reflection is this just busy work and there's no right or wrong answer and it's just what you feel right I was surprised to find mine was like I said at least an hour at the beginning of each week and then probably around like 15 30 minutes or so over the course of the week to add and readjust things and just kind of like generally plan and schedule things I you know it was like an hour plus each week I was surprised by that Thank you so much for having me in your ears for another episode of Bare Minimum Babe. Hopefully that didn't come across as just like a crazy rant, but I obviously have strong feelings for this now and it's all I've been kind of like thinking about and having these like little epiphanies and stuff like that over the past like, I don't know, two, three weeks uh, in multiple conversations with my friend and my husband and just general being like, what is this? Um... So thank you for listening to it. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. You think it could also be enjoyable or helpful too. And leave a five-star review if you feel called so in your heart song. And also I wanted to mention as well, if you wanted to see like the examples of the planners I was talking about or any of the just notes or anything I was talking about in this episode, it's going to be on bareminimumbabe.com. And I'm going to have the link in the episode notes of this episode so you can click on the description and find the find the post um and i think that's pretty much it so i hope you have a great rest of your day and you don't think i'm crazy now and you'll listen to my episode next week as well okay toodles bye